space is open to us now, and our eagerness to share its meaning is not governed by the efforts of others. We go into space because whatever mankind must undertake, free men must fully share. I therefore ask the Congress, above and beyond the increases I have earlier requested for space activities, to provide the funds which are needed to meet the following national goals. First, I believe that this nation should commit itself to achieving the goal before this decade is out of landing a man on the moon and returning him safely to the Earth. No single space project in this period will be more impressive to mankind or more important for the long-range exploration of space, and none will be so difficult or expensive to accomplish. We propose to accelerate the development of the appropriate lunar spacecraft. We propose to develop alternate liquid and solid fuel boosters, much larger than any now being developed, until certain which is superior. We propose additional funds for other engine development and for unmanned exploration, explorations which are particularly important for one purpose which this nation will never overlook, the survival of the man who first makes this daring flight. But in a very real sense, it will not be one man going to the moon. If we make this judgment affirmatively, it will be an entire nation, for all of us must work to put him there. It was 59 years ago when shots rang out in Dallas. And in a moment of history, the world pivoted away from the light of day and entered into darkness. Only that darkness came from acts perpetrated in the light of day. It was an eclipse on our society, brought on by the evil that lurks all over the world that we live in. This country of ours has given us all so much. It's given so many of us a chance, a chance to be free and to taste freedom and be free from most oppressions and to set out on our own personal voyages and to seek our dreams and to live free or die or to freely decide to die so that others can live free. Not perfectly, but better than any other place on this earth. It's been a messy 250 years or so since George Washington crossed the Delaware or Thomas Jefferson sat in silence and penned the Declaration of Independence. My, what those titans would say about the world now. Oh my, what we say about them now. So disdainful for these men of greatness who achieved so much for the people of their time and for the generations which followed including all of us. It's a sort of a brash naivete that has invaded our world lately, a sort of everyday arrogance by those now focused on the topic, but who were never there and know so little of what happened. Yet they are so quick to accept a revised narrative and a revised perspective. <laughs> 
so quick to rewrite the history of it or embrace the rewrite of that history so that it suits their niceties of how life should be or how life should have been, at least in their mind, anyway. Well, we all know that the darkness of the night is always followed by the light of the day. It's a faith we all have and believe in, no matter who our God may be. Each year at this time, on November 22nd, we're just a few days away from Thanksgiving. It will always be that way. Hard to believe that things would happen in such a way, that such a heinous act that happened on November 22nd, 1963, an act that would change the trajectory of the world, would happen days before we, as Americans, celebrate Thanksgiving. What thanks can there be in the act of November 22nd? Well, none that anyone can embrace without some form of faith. If you're a Christian, you find solace in the story of Christ. As Christ gathered his apostles and took his last supper with them, he would remind them all that one of them amongst that supper group would betray him. Yet he taught us all to forgive one another for our sins, including the one who would make his ultimate demise a reality. John Kennedy knew of the frailties of the human condition and the human soul. He knew of his own frailties. He knew of the dangers of the presidency. He even joked about it, knowing assassination was a real threat to him. His war injuries and his medical conditions placed him in constant pain. Yet he rarely talked about it or complained about it. There were times when he literally had to be carried from one floor of the White House to his sleeping quarters at the end of the night. Lesser men and women would have focused on their own ailments and shrunken to the task of just surviving in the world. For JFK, though, it was a simple personal sacrifice that he was prepared to make. He thought it to be well, rounding in life, as I like to say, rounding in a world that he chose to seek, a world that had bigger tasks and where he could find an avenue to pursue the greater good. The larger sense of being that only some in life would ever get comfortable living within. It is precisely these kind of individuals that emerge as leaders. Kennedy was one of those men. And beyond anything else that he did or gave us, he inspired us. He filled the world with inspiration and hope. His memory still does that today. Young and good-looking and intelligent as well as intellectual, and certainly courageous beyond most. There is no doubt that our country yearns for another Kennedy, a Kennedy for this age, shedding some of the frailties that were born of his day and the culture of his time, adding new talents that are needed for our time, but always holding on tightly to the brilliance and might that this man possessed in so many ways, all of which summed to an amalgamation that is required to be a great and timeless president and to be the leader of the free world. As a country, the other day, the Orion spacecraft went up, part of the Artemis One mission that will eventually put man back on the moon, in short order. This current mission, some 53 years after we first set foot on the moon, well, 
it seems almost routine now. Like the next version of an iPhone. It really is almost a yawn now. That is how far we have come, I guess, in this way, anyway. When I asked about it, some of my friends were aware of this happening. Some were not. It's just so hard to compare our time with that time in the 1960s. Back then, the energy surrounding the Apollo project in 1969, the year we reached the moon, just a few months before the line drawn on the calendar by Kennedy to do so. Well, that energy, that cultural enthusiasm, was no less than what one might try and harness if they were attempting to do the impossible. To show the world that miracles still do happen. Landing on the moon with men setting foot on its surface was truly a miracle in 1969. I yearn today for that same excitement in the air. And of what event or societal need shall it be born from next? Now, might it be global warming? Perhaps. But more importantly, who will lead the effort? Who will ignite the fire? Who will make my heart pump faster? The tingle go up my spine. The emotion choke in my throat as words are spoken. Who will inspire me? Indeed, inspire the lot of us. Who will take the mantle and move us forward in that same way? Out of the darkness and into the light again, all while multiplying hope through their own example and actions. Who will emerge as our next leader in this image? These convulsions happen again and again in the history of man. Billions of people living on the earth, yet only a handful are chosen by fate to take these leadership roles. Even less of them lead the world forward in a way that makes a true difference in the trajectory of mankind. I didn't know Jack Kennedy, but I wish I had known him. I've gotten to know just a little about who he was, as much as one can know in this day and age, without really being there in the moment with him. Whether he perfectly embodied all of the perfect qualities of a perfect man is truly irrelevant here. Of course, the answer there is that he did not but rather what he has done and continues to do some 59 years later is to continue to inspire and cultivate the best in us and the best in others and to help us pursue great ideals and great things. Not because they are easy, but because they are hard. Simply put, JFK continues to inspire and instill hope, the kind of hope that intersects with greatness and goodness all at the same time. I suppose that JFK, The Enduring Secret, is one way that I have gotten to know him a little more. I hope it's been the same for each of you, too. There is more to come on that front, for sure. All I really know is that we need more Jack Kennedys in the world today, and not less. I'll settle for just one more in the right place at the right time. I debated with myself for a time this week whether we would have an anniversary episode in 2022. We published one last year, the first year of JFK, The Enduring Secret. It seemed appropriate then, and certainly we expect to do it one more time for the 60th. That is, 
if we've not yet come to an end of our own podcast by then. I struggle with what to present this year. There is always so much to say, but it always seems like such a solemn moment to do it. So this year, there won't be many more materials. It's just what we've said here now and in this moment. I think JFK would be very pleased to know that on this day, Americans are not just mourning the loss of JFK himself, but rather they are capturing his spirit to do something more for this country. It's easy enough to speculate, and that's what I'm doing, but I think that might be his hope for us. So much is needed now in this country. I think that is evident to all of us, and surely would have been to him as well, if he were here with us today. He might say that above all, civil discourse is in need of restoration. Americans have been given a gift of free speech, yet many have forgotten the personal responsibilities that come with it. He might also ask us all to do our part to solve the problems of the day, the ones that are within our own limited reach and grasp, and not wait for someone else to solve them for us. Find our own Peace Corps equivalent. I think he would, at this time, ask all of us to step up every day and to be better citizens than we are now, in all sorts of ways. He might ask us to work harder at a lot of things, and work smarter, too. He might ask us to be kinder and gentler and more civil and more giving and more determined to do good and to do things the right way, even if the right way is harder and to help others, and to be stronger, each of us, and to use that strength when strength is the answer, and to work harder for one more reason, to be more wise so that strength can be tempered and used only where it should be. These elements are surely not mutually exclusive. In wisdom, there is strength. God bless all of you and have a healthy and happy Thanksgiving. But first, please do give a moment of pause and reflection and prayer on this very solemn day of November 22nd. We'll be back over the weekend and resume publication of our regular episodes of JFK, The Enduring Secret.